0: This episode of Franchiseography was recorded prior to the arrest of Creed 3 co-star Jonathan Majors in New York City on Saturday, March 25th, 2023. Thank you for listening.
1: Dueling genre.
0: It's franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we have a bonus feature with the latest installment of the Creed franchise. It's 2023's Creed 3. And we have no guest. Joining us to talk about old friends, pent-up emotions, and Nari Dushippuden is no one. Mm-hmm. We don't need anyone. Right. I almost mispronounced that on purpose because Michael B. Jordan mispronounces it in a video and it's kind of like endearing. a joke on the endearing because it's like, we know he's a, he's a wee, but he just pronounced it weird that one time.
1: Yeah. But I didn't
0: want you, the listener, to think that
1: I didn't know how to pronounce Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> Nick's a real weave as opposed to that the fake weave Michael B Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Successful any- director Michael B Jordan.
0: Anytime any place Michael B Jordan. <laughs> that part um, that part under the bridge in between Adrian's pet shop and the church. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Bring it. <laughs> it's a great place for a fight. Uh Rocky so- fought there. Rocky did fight there. So legend has it.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, so Scott, I don't know if we ever talked about this on another podcast, but you had the fortune of seeing this movie quite a few months before the general public.
1: Yeah. I mean, we mentioned it um in In because we were like talking around it so much that we we mentioned it I think in in either the between episode or our, our Creed two episode, it was one or the other um we mentioned it I didn't talk about it or anything, but like i don't know it was in reference to something else that was going on but um w- yes, I did see a very very early test screening of of Creed three back in November um none of the special effects were done. Uh, So all of the crowd scenes were like five people in front of a green screen, (laughs) Um, which was uh, which was really funny. Um, I will say I was expecting those crowd scenes to look better than they did in the final movie. But also I kind of like the the weird like Speed Racer style. That they had so like I I was like in the middle where I was like I was really expecting them to look better than they did but also I kind of like where it landed because it was it gave it a fun new aesthetic that you're not used to in 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 these uh, these movies this franchise. I agree
0: and I think I was a little bit uh, surprised I think I my expectations were low Mm. because the crowd effects were something I was critical of one of the few things I was critical of about Creed 2. Mm hmm. So in IMAX, I remember thinking like during those uh, uh, spoilers, I, I, I don't know if we want to go. But, you know, during the finale, the big final fight, I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, these crowds don't look super. But you're right. It, it, I really like the speed racer hyper real style that a lot of this movie has.
1: Yes. Yes. It, it really walks the line between what you expect from a Rocky Creed movie of like grounded, like just guys. In in a city, living their life, kind of drama, and then this this these like super heightened, uh, dramatics and and yeah, just like larger than life action sequences, Mm
0: -hmm. like emotional, hyper real, yeah. Um, and so the uh, a thing that I kept thinking a lot last night watching the movie, and maybe kind of my big thesis statement for this episode. Is like this movie would not have existed with Sylvester Stallone at the helm. Yes, yeah, and I say that as someone. I think you you agree with this and we both think very highly of Stallone as yeah a, a filmmaker. Yeah, but this is such an example of someone, a young filmmaker, taking something and making it his own for like his
1: generation
0: and his aesthetic,
1: right. Right. And and it, it is unfortunate seeing Stallone on his Instagram and stuff say say shit like I'm never going to watch Creed 3. Um and and things like I know what it could have been and like I I'm not I'm just not going to make myself sad by watching this inferior version of like the movie that I I thought we should be making. And I don't know. Like we talked about this when we talked about Creed Two about how lackluster his final entry as Rocky is in Creed Two, despite the fact that like Creed Two like we both agree is a very good movie and we and we would like it a lot um there's something about his portion of Creed Two that feels very tacked on and kind of barely there, and really just there because he was involved with Rocky Four. I'm like you can't really do that story without him, um, right? You know, but, I mean, uh, uh, please. But but it ends in a way that really does feel like okay, it's all you now. Yeah, I'm like out of kid. here, and and the idea that he's mad that he's not in Creed three, and that it's not that like Godfather Part two thing that he's always talking about. I I just think like. I don't know, man. Like maybe, maybe that can be the fourth one. Maybe, like a maybe Adonis needs like a mo- a movie that's just about him. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, like it, it. You know, I I can empathize with you know just the idea of something that you created that you wrote down on a on a pad and pen in the seventies. Yeah, now is out of your control,
1: right? Like, I'm but sure that's, that would, that's what legacy is. Right. Is like, that's true. You know, that's, that's, I, what, that's the true meaning of legacy is when it goes beyond you. We like, are
0: what they grow beyond.
1: Right. That exactly. is the legacy of
0: all masters.
1: That is, that is what legacy is. And, and so it's like, I don't know, man, like lighten up, like think about, think about what you did. Like, yeah, you're not earning any money off of Creed three, which is probably what you're actually pissed off about. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. let's, let's be realistic. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's it's unfortunate that he's not seeing the thing that he created has become this other thing that has grown beyond him, and I think that that's beautiful, and mm. I wish that he could appreciate it. I mean, I guess unfortunately that's a result of, like, his relationship with the Winklers and, and, and all of that, um, which we've gone into in the past, but it, it's just unfortunate that that has buried what is, I think, a really cool, positive thing that he should be proud of, right? That, you know, like, I'm sure he got an invite to the premiere. I bet he did, just like as a, you know, as as a courtesy, right? With no one expecting him to show up, and obviously he didn't go. But, like, it's just unfortunate that that's where he's at, where he doesn't even mm-hmm. want to be a part of this anymore. This thing that he helped create. And he doesn't even want to let him be his own person. You know, like. That's the most yeah. exciting part about this is that it's like it doesn't have anything to do with Rocky. You watch this movie and not once do you miss him. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's so it's it, I, I I just I thought that I could not help but think that. This character, this franchise, this series, and Michael B. Jordan have like earned the right to like you know, and Adon like the audience like wants more of Adonis. And yeah, you're right. Like Creed and Creed Two, as much as we love those movies, they are honoring the Rocky movie, the Rocky movies, as much as telling this story of Adonis. But now, and you're, yeah, it does kind of work on this meta level. Of Adonis is a grown man, right? He's an adult. He's a dad. He's a husband. And so, like these movies. <laughs> Literally opens with him retiring from boxing. Right, yeah. He's, he's hit the, you're old, Donnie, you're washed up, right. you know, at 35. Right. And, and, and so, and now he's like, this franchise too, this isn't a rookie franchise anymore. You know, Creed came out eight years ago. And right. the audience, like the people love Creed and love Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson. And so these movies now are mature enough to have their own identity that right. isn't, doesn't have to like delve into the Rocky well.
1: Yeah, it's crazy that Creed 2 came out five years ago.
0: Yeah, it's. I thought about a lot about the passing of time watching the third one, just how long I've been with these characters. Yeah. Not even the Rocky, but just Creed and Adonis and Bianca. Right. Yeah, five years ago, and five years ago, crazy. Um. So, do we want to do like spoilers, non-spoilers, or just go straight
1: into like? No, 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 we'll just go straight into it. Like, if if you guys haven't you know seen the movie and and you're afraid of spoilers i guess skip this one come back to it uh down the line but mm-hmm. yeah we're going to we're going to get really into it
0: what i kept thinking uh, throughout the movie surprisingly and i really really enjoyed creed 3 but i was like man i don't know if this is a lot better than 2 i think it just oh. speaks to how much i ended up really liking 2 is like they're they're closer together than i ended up than I thought maybe going into it. Mm. Be- because just like... Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about it. But what were you, What were your overall thoughts on, on the third one? I,
1: I think it is... I think it is better than Creed 2. But like... All of the Creed movies just sort of feel like they're all kind of at the same level to me. You know? the The thing that I like about this one... Is that it's the first time where... Adonis is making his own legacy and thinking about himself and his career and not looking back, looking behind him, looking at the yeah. ghost of his father or or um, or or the things that Rocky did that he has to, like, deal with, you know, like mm-hmm. in both of those cases, those were one was a legacy sequel to Rocky and the other one was a legacy sequel to Rocky Four. And this is the first like Creed movie. This is yeah. no one else's movie but his. Um and from that perspective, I'm really impressed by this one. I think that I think that um Jonathan Major's Dame uh Dame Anderson, which I just I think is so funny that their names were just like Johnson and Anderson. Um So <laughs> that's funny. So <laughs> uh something I noticed. So I you mean know, I've been tracking this
0: movie for a while, and I remember when he was first cast, yeah. his character name was Anderson Dame. Oh. Because because I was like, you know, Scott, you know this. I've, I've i was writing a screenplay for a long time with the main character whose name was Anderson. Oh, right, yeah. So I remember being like, oh, that's cool, Anderson, Anderson Dame. And then at some point when the movie started coming out, it was like Damien Anderson. Damien's hurting people, you know, like ah, you know. And I'm like, oh, they changed the name. That's that's interesting. So early on in the movie, there's a, a scene where Damien and Adonis are in that little booth eating. And yeah. uh Damien has his notebook, his like spiral notebook that he writes in. And you could see his name is written in the pages, and I'm very certain, because we saw it in beautiful, glorious IMAX, yeah, that it said Anderson Dame on the notebook. Huh. So interesting. Oh, then I was like, I mean, I didn't, it didn't take me out of the movie, but I was like, oh, I wonder, if, I wonder if I paid attention If every time
1: they said Damien, if it's like a reshoot or ADR. Oh, interesting. That's really interesting. Um, the thing about his character, though, is he is everything that we wished Clubber Lane had been. Dude, I thought about Clubber Lane, too. Yeah. Because like, apparently, like, originally this movie started development... With uh, let's see, what is his name? Uh, Deontay Wilder, um, playing the son of Club Erlang, Slubber, that yeah, yes, Son Lang, yes, oh, yeah, <laughs> with yeah, that's that is where that is where the development of this movie started, that's where it mm-hmm. began, and then it evolved from there into an original character that wasn't a legacy character, which I'm mm. I'm glad for because like who who gives a shit about the son of Clever yeah. Lane? He he's um, an Adonis
0: legacy character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's like the
0: first good move this movie makes.
1: Yeah. Um and so like I I really like that he's an original character. But yeah, he's everything that we talked about. Like, oh man, what if Clever Lane could have been like this? You know, yeah. what if we learned more about him? Like what if we saw him like watching the rise of of Rocky and just being like, Oh man, yeah. This guy, like, oh that's that's awesome. Like he was nobody and now he's somebody. And then like tr- being like, Now you I want you to give me my chance. You know? yeah and, like the, yeah. yeah. There's something kind of
0: like I don't mean this because he's such an intelligent character, but there's this kind of like bizarro, like Damien do good, like he's kind of like dark Rocky. Like where he, he is,
1: I was know? thinking about that. Like I, because I didn't want to call him <laughs> evil, Rocky, but like, but yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. He's like Bizarro Rocky. Like that's that's his that's the take on the character. Like because he's like he when he like pummels that guy early on in the
0: in in uh the gym, mm-hmm. not not like the main fight, but the gym. He looks at Adonis with kind of hope at first, like, see, I told you, I'm the champ, I'm
1: really good, and everyone's like, oh no, dude, that's You're- not. You, that's you're a murderer. That's that. That was you, you just threw like cage match moves on this guy. Like, that's not what we yeah. do here. Yeah. The scene where he is in his like ruddy apartment,
0: just running on pure hate with equipment he got at a, at a dollar store at a garage sale. And just like, pure, like, I literally was like dreaming about this in our Rocky Three episode of like, I want to yeah. see Clever Lang's apartment, you know, wa- wa- washing his one pair of socks with a bar of soap. Yeah,
1: the newspaper clippings in like yeah. a mirror
0: in the bathroom.
1: Oh yeah. No, it was like a hundred percent everything you wished we we literally talked about in our episode. Everything we wished Clever Lang was, Dame Anderson is. I I had the
0: thought of like I think Victor was a great antagonist. Like for that movie, for that story, for, you know, for Donnie. But yeah. Damien is a great Villain,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, what's interesting? What's interesting about about the the comparison? Because I think that is the comparison. Because like you know, pretty Ricky, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a guy. He's like Yamcha. Yeah, he's just a guy. Um, he's in this movie again. He's great. Love pretty love Ricky. That. Love seeing yeah. him again. But like, he's just he's he's like his Apollo Creed. Like he's like whatever. Like mm-hmm. not not to say because like obviously Rocky and Apollo become BFFs, but. The, the idea is just like, oh, he's like the heavyweight champion. He's going to give this kid a shot to like, you know, whatever. I would whatever. say, I,
0: I would argue Victor is his Apollo and maybe Pretty Ricky is his spider.
1: Uh, okay. I see, what you're, I see where you're going with that. Or that, but, might be, that might be Felix, though. I don't know. But he started, we'll anyway, his, yeah. <laughs> he started his career with Pretty Ricky, is, is my, his professional career is what For I'm sure. saying. But like in terms of the thing that's interesting about Victor is that Victor is an antagonist in the purest sense of like he's got his own shit that he's dealing with he has his own character arc that he's dealing with that has nothing to do with you you know yeah. like it's basically it's an antagonist who has nothing to do with the protagonist except for the fact that they're running on parallel character mm-hmm. arcs they have to they have to meet they have to fight but
0: right from another point of view, from another perspective, Victor is absolutely literally the hero
1: of his own story. Yes, a hundred percent. It's just that they're on parallel tracks and then those tracks converge at a certain point. Um mm-hmm. But with the with the case of of Dame, it's just so it is very anime. The turn the, the idea of like this guy who used to be my best friend is now my ultimate villain. Right. Mm. Um, but it, it, it's like it's like the turn. It's the manipulation. All of these like personal, very personal things and all because he's pissed off that he feels like kind of hung out to dry by this guy. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to use the guilt. He probably feels I'm going to manipulate it. I'm going to get my shot and I'm going to I, and no matter what. I'm going to be there because that's where I deserve to be. Like, you know, him cheating, which he is doing, right? He only wins that Felix fight because he's a fucking cheater. He fights dirty. Mm -hmm. And, And the fact that he's like, yeah, I did it. I won. It's not about him winning that fight. And that's the problem. It's not about him winning that fight. It's about him being where he thinks he deserves to be. And I find that, and like, no matter what, like he has that's where he has to be. Yeah. He doesn't going to fight fair to get there because yeah. he's like no 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 I'm already there in here in my mind. I'm already there. I've been there for 18 years this entire time I've been in prison. That's what I've been missing out on. So I don't care what it takes. I'm going to manipulate, I'm going to cheat, I'm going to lie, I'm going to hire bad people to do bad things, but I'm going it's going to end with me with that belt because that's where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, like he doesn't even see it as like underhanded because, yeah, like
0: he walks into Donnie's life being like, I've already earned this. I should already be there. Yes. And you know that deep down. You know that I'm better than you. So quit right. fucking around,
1: like right. giving my shot. Right. And the thing that's so beautiful about it is like when he gets there, he can't accept it. Like, yeah, he's having a good time and he's enjoying the ride, but there's a part of him deep down that knows. Adonis did this legit- legitimately. Mm-hmm. He didn't have. To I hire know I a guy. didn't. Yeah. yeah, I know I didn't. I have to fight him. I have to, because mm-hmm. if I don't fight him, then this doesn't feel legitimate in my heart. You know, like he yeah. knows. Yeah. It's oh, God, great. it's so good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because like I mean that that
0: heel turn is so brilliant. Because that's yeah. the moment where he goes from, like, Victor, you know, a very grounded antagonist, to a Loki, like uh, a Blofeld, right. someone who knows exactly where to attack Donis at his core and take right. him down. Right. Um. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't help but think this morning, you know, the morning after the movie, like, what a moment to be a film fan. This month of watching Jonathan Major's just wreak havoc on yeah. cinemas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I just and I just saw him in a movie that'll come out later this year. Um I don't know who bought it at Sundance, but I watched this movie Magazine Dreams that he's the star of where he's like a bodybuilder. Um and it's kind of a taxi driver riff, but it's like more sensitive than Taxi Driver. But it it's he's amazing in it. Uh absolutely amazing. I'm convinced that he's going to win Best Actor for, for magazine Dreams next year at the Oscars. Um assuming that the movie actually comes out in theaters by like A twenty four or something. Definitely feels like an A twenty four movie. Um I'm sure there are negotiations to buy it. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean he is immediately just sort of like one of our greatest actors. Like it it's and he's and he's You know, writing that line between Magazine Dreams, which is a super indie, like, high art kind of like, you know, Mm -hmm. art it's an art piece, right? And then you have this, which rides the line between, like, an indie art house character drama and, like, a big, rambunctious, like, superhero epic, right? And then... Kang, which is literally just superhero <laughs> epic, you know. Yeah, he's all over the map, and it's it's phenomenal. He is going to be, I think he's going to be a movie star. Like, I think he might oh, be sure. like one of our first like next like real movie stars. Like,
0: you know, even if you even if you hated Quantum Mania, even if you thought that was like the death of cinema or whatever, right? Like, you walked out of the movie being like, but you know, majors is majors has the goods. Like, he's the juice. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Just the dichotomy of him being this imposing, you know, almost like unbelievable physical specimen. Yeah. But then being this raw twitching nerve. Yeah. Of
1: vulnerability, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of young David Tennant. Oh wow. Yeah. We're just like so vulnerable. And and also just like you're where you're like, Holy shit, what an actor. Like, wow. Like right. every time you see him like bust out like, Oh, I'm gonna be a real actor in this one, right? You're like, Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. God. I
0: mean like <clears throat> every scene, like like they're free he I read this interview uh with both of them, but but Majors said like, you know, the way he saw Damien was that you have you've already had seven hours or so to be with Adonis and Bianca and live in their world. And his job was to make you feel like Damien had been there the whole time in the background, just having his shit going on off camera and you're finally getting to meet him. And I I think I I really felt that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even though I could have done with more, that was why I thought about Creed two was I was like, why do I get the feeling that we got more Victor screen time than damien but that maybe goes back to like this also being a that movie was also a sequel to rocky four
1: right and also uh it was a completely parallel story yes versus this which was entwined with donnie
0: oh yeah i think that goes back to dame being a great villain is a
1: great villain
0: doesn't have he's like coming weaving in and out of the hero's story and helping right out. right right. So
1: it's not going to he doesn't have as much of stuff on his own because his entire arc is weaved weaving in and out of Donnie's arc. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so it's it's just a different it's a different story structure, you know. But um, man, it's it's uh, he's so good in this. He's so good. He's like he might be. I mean, I would I I I would. I would find it difficult to make an argument that he isn't the best opponent in a Rocky or Creed movie. Like he might be the best opponent in the franchise. I think so.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, we have our list of villains and you know and antagonists, and they're all really entertaining. But like the the level at which you know Jordan as as a director or the screenwriters, like yeah, just found a way to just really pull the best out of a villain, you know, pulls the best out of their heroes by challenging them. Yeah. And like, there's a scene that Bianca had or that they both had where she was like, don't, don't let this make you like, make you doubt that you don't deserve what you have earned. Right. And that's what Damien does to Donnie is he
1: makes him question like, fuck, do I even deserve any of this? Yeah. Well and I, and what I love about that is it's it's very personal, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also talking about a larger theme about like black success and and mm-hmm. how that comes with guilt of uh, like about the people that they have maybe feel like they've left behind. You know, mm-hmm. in that world of not success. Um and I and I just think that that is a really poignant story and a really poignant villain to one, make extremely personal for Donnie. Like it never talks about that sort of societal thing at all in this movie. Right. But by hyper focusing on just these two guys, they get to tell that story without telling that broader story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I've also yeah. and again like Scott and I are
0: recording this very soon after the movie's released. So, but yeah. even then hours after I've already been reading a lot of great critical analysis about how this movie explores, you know, the themes of black men being unable to express themselves emotionally or unpack their baggage or feeling like they can't like they have to wear this armor because of society, you know, in America. And this movie does all that like you said without doing the like it's you know like grandstanding at all. It feels so intimate because this whole creative team is dealing with what Donnie and Damien
1: are going through firsthand. Right. Right. Oh god. It's so good. It, it it really is. Um I uh I also, you know, I I I I want to talk about Michael B Jordan not as a director but as an actor in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about how good dad vibes look on Michael oh Jordan. yeah
0: oh wow yeah
1: the the second he was wearing that yoshi onesie oh man the dad vibes on him are impeccable i because i still think of him as like a young man you know yeah, yeah. but but he's, like he's the kid from chronicle and friday night lights you
0: know right 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 or or from the, uh uh
1: the wire the wire um yeah the little yeah. kid yeah yeah, little kid. Uh, yeah, when I when when they when this movie opens in two thousand two, I was like, oh, he was on the wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is when he was on the wire. Um,
0: apparently his room I, is full of Easter eggs. Apparently, if you go. Back oh, really? Yeah,
1: oh, interesting. Okay. Like um, Easter eggs. I'm going to go see it again, so uh, I'll look <laughs> out for that. <laughs> yeah. um, that whole that whole scene was not in. The test screening. The test wow. screening. The test screening opened with them driving up to the boxing club, in mm-hmm. in two thousand two. Like, but like it started there. It didn't have him picking him up and him sneaking out of his room. All okay. of that was new. That's um, interesting. I my feeling is that someone in that test screening was probably like, I wish you could establish the difference between them early in the movie. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. without that scene, it really just feels like they're coming from the same place, and like I think, I think they just wanted to like uh, pin where in his timeline his friendship with with when this event happens. yes, um the shooting or the the non shooting the gun mm-hmm. the gun, the attack um oh so but, the gas
0: station thing that wasn't that wasn't in your version either Where you like bumps in a leon no, no no that
1: that was in there, oh, but okay. in our version, it almost seems like it's back in there. Foster home days. Oh, not, good. It, yeah. It, does, it didn't feel like it was post him living in Beverly Hills because we never see him in Beverly Hills. That's great. Yeah.
0: We get that great. Those great opening moments of, of young Damien driving around Beverly Hills being like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. What am right. I doing All here? of that yeah. was new. All of <laughs> that was great. new.
1: That was not in the test screening. Um,
0: I interrupted you. But yeah, you know, one of our criticisms for the kind of the latter Rocky movies is how it takes a while for dad Rocky to find his footing. Right. It really isn't until 5
1: that it, you're getting like primo like, Rocky. Th- yeah, they kind of just put him on ice. He's way more interested in his pregnant wife than mm. he is in his baby once his baby's born. Yeah. And yeah.
0: He, and, and I remember liking Cree 2. Cree 2 nailed this as well, but this movie, once again, really
1: nails the domestic aspect. Yeah. Of these, this scene. It absolutely does. But yeah, Michael B. Jordan's Dad vibes are impeccable in this movie, and it's not just it's not just like him in the Yoshi suit right doing the tea party thing, um which is just like also feels very rocky where you're like oh this is this is the this, same franchise, like yeah, this
0: is lovable lug, you
1: know, yeah, right, like he's a lovable lug, that's what you want, um so that that's good, but like also. Just even in his training montage, mm-hmm. he has dad vibes. It's something about, like, the way he holds himself, like his facial hair, you know, like just everything about him screams, I'm a dad now.
0: Yeah. You know, I ha- we grow up with these movie stars. We come of age with them. I think that's kind of why we still want them to be around, even though. Yeah media movies have changed so much and it was i had not a crisis but really something affirming of like michael b jordan is not a kid anymore yeah and that means neither am i yeah because like i'm like oh i'm I'm relating to this character's growth even though i don't have a wife or kids yet i'm like just where he's at in his life i was just vibing with it and it was like man he really has grown a lot since the
1: first one yeah oh man speaking of which the actress that plays his daughter Oh, my gosh. Talk, talk about a star. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. She's so good. Yeah. Um, when,
0: when she's, like, in the in the collectible case and he catches her, like, the kid in the cookie jar, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, um,
0: and you yeah. reminded me, Scott, listening to you talk about Damien and his violence and how he feels the need to fight dirty and maximum pain. There's this beautiful scene where Donnie is, like, training Amara, like, after hours, like, in secret. Yeah. And he says, like, it's not about violence, it's about control and speed and discipline. And he's it it is very Star Wars. He's imparting, he is becoming the master, imparting wisdom. And right. It's revealing the difference between his the way he sees fighting and the way Damien sees fighting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and also I thought see, I thought you were gonna go a different way and mention that amazing scene where Damien meets her. Oh my gosh, that was great too. Oh, man, totally. and he's so excited to be, like, signing correctly. And you can tell, that's the thing that I, I love about about Damien, mm. is that, like, in those moments, he's his buddy again. He's his brother. He's his friend. Yeah, And, yes, he is manipulating him for a larger goal, but Damien is the type of person who, in the moment, can be in that moment, you yeah. know? And like, and he is, like, so, like, oh, wow, you got a little girl, and she's deaf, and I'm, I'm talking to her. You're teaching me how to do—this is kind of cool. Like, this, is, this yeah. is cool, and, like, oh, my God, like, you have a kid that's so exciting. And, like, you can tell he is genuinely, like, yes, he's jealous, mm-hmm. but in a way that, like, this should also be me, not this should be me. Like yeah. it's it's more like we should both have a life like this, not just you. You know, yeah. Um, he's, it, there's he, an he's jealous. He's jealous, not envious. I think is how that goes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You really and it, that speaks to majors as an actor is. I don't doubt
0: his the validity of his like genuine delight in making yes. friends with Amara, and yeah. he's like, oh, is, "My best friend has a daughter. That's crazy." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. The tragedy of like yeah it doesn't feel like he's like this snake no he's just he's been driven to desperation because he's had nothing to do for
1: 18 years but just compress yeah. and stew it, in fact um i strategically went to the bathroom in this movie and i went i noticed that i went during the scene where uh where where adonis confronts dame after the fight with Felix. At the beach from the Lost Boys. At the beach for the Lost Boys. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't think it is that beach. Um I but think it's a bars. beach in Florida. They shot this in Florida. Oh really? Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Um but Florida yeah I, I think that was a beach in Tampa where they where they shot this. But uh I in the test screening I'm like this scene is so good but I hate this because I I I love their friendship and it makes me oh, sad. Yeah. And it makes me sad because Jonathan majors is killing it in that scene being just an absolute antagonist. But he is, he is killing it in the way that like you can tell he's putting on a show. He doesn't genuinely think think or feel the way that he's feeling. He's putting on a show for everyone because he's like, this is what the people want. I'm a champion. Now I'm not going to let anyone talk down to me you know whatever but it just makes me sad to see their friendship break it's so nice when they get back together at the end like they have like sort of like you know like mm-hmm. a like a like a meeting of the minds and like yeah yeah well having gone through
0: the, you know, the again the most anime shit ever having yeah. gone through the crucible of battle together right these brothers are able to like understand each other better than words ever could right and now they can quietly just sit
1: shoulder to shoulder and be like,
0: "Okay, <laughs> like we're yeah. we're
1: we're good." Yeah, yeah. And so I love that, but yeah, yeah. that that scene just bums me out too much. And yeah. so I was like, "I'm going to go to the bathroom during that scene" because I I doubt they changed anything from the test screening I saw. And, oh yeah. man,
0: the Back to the Future three ass moment when Dame calls Adonis Baby Creed. Yeah, that was. I was like, "Oh shit!" That was yeah. But, yeah, you're right, you know we, we, you know going back to the these are two men who feel unable or trapped I, literally, I mean the the movie literally puts them in a cage at one point, yeah, where they have very real emotions and very real trauma and baggage to get through together, but they don't they're unable to, like in that moment, Dame is trapped by the cage of his new success, and like you know the jeering crowd, so the clubber Lang pops out and he goes into full heel turn like you ain't you're not shit." Your life and shit. I could take it all from you. I, I'm gonna punch you. I'm gonna belittle you. And like, yeah, it's it's ugly. It's an ugly scene because you see Adonis see like, oh my god, this is what he's been reduced to. Like, this guy's not the the guy that I knew.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's uh, their arcs are just like. <laughs> they're so good and it makes that final fight amazing i i had to laugh while we were watching it because you know the final fight all of that stuff was was in in line cuz i think it was practical um uh, practically shot the, wow. the the bars and the um i the forgot what else appearing. there yeah, yeah. All, all the stuff that they're fighting, where the, yeah, the crowd, is speaking, all of that was, was, was in the test screening that I saw. So I was like, I knew that that's what the final fight looked like. And I was just kind of like blown away by it because it's not like, it's literally unlike any fight we have ever, ever. had um, in this, Yeah, Im- in this franchise. Immediately, going
0: back to like how Damien is like maybe the best villain, I very quickly was like, this might be my favorite fight ever in a Rocky movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that's so amazing about it is it's just about them. It's not it. it, it It's like hyper focusing on the fact that, like, this has this fight between them has nothing to do with this fight. Yeah, that's nothing not to do with the crowd, this
0: nothing to do with the cameras and the, yeah. the refs. It is these two men like whipping, you know, entering their own plane of
1: existence working through their shit and so like i had to laugh where like that starts at the beginning of round two (laughs) and and then they come out of it and it's round 12 and i'm like oh Uh, shit oh my god (laughs) they've been
0: in there a while (laughs) the the ref the announcer was like i don't know what we just saw i don't know what just happened like for a minute like we all temporarily disappeared almost as if the fighters enter their own pocket universe (laughs) yeah And I think what's so exciting about MBJ as a director is that really, for for a big, for a Rocky movie, very bold, experimental even, like, filmmaking and action, it was all focused on the character and the story. Yeah. Yeah. like. Yes, the anime of it all, but even my MBJ, he understands that the reason like the Sasuke Naruto fight works or Naruto, whatever, whatever that, those, you know, Vegeta, Goku, those big anime rivalries with well, the reason that fans love those so much is because of the characters and the emotion. Right. As well as like awesome style. Right. Right. Um. Oh, God. But even before like the, the hyper real stuff, just the body, blo- the dodging, the like, whew, whew, like just that shit. I could have watched that
1: all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I am so impressed with the, whoever was the fight choreographer or or whatever, whoever that was, I am so impressed with the style, the flourish that they gave Mm -hmm. Dame. Like, he fights in a very specific style that is very recognizable. So recognizable that I feel like if you put all of the Rocky franchise opponents in a line, in silhouette, mm. in their, like, fighting pose, I'd be able to pick him out of the crowd. Like a fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he It's so specific, and I just, I think it's great. I love he, it. He
0: kept doing this thing, and I think I mentioned this to you last night. Where he would kind of like lean and like almost full speed run towards his opponent. Yeah. Kind of like dash at them. And it was the scariest fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's just so huge and he's just coming right at you. And you know, he's like not fighting to like win the judge. He's fighting to like knock to break your arm and knock you down.
1: Right. And also like all of the, all of the like Street Fighter shouts he would do, like with each punch. And he that was those were the kang shouts too. That was the same he was doing that when he was beating the
0: shit out of Ant Man.
1: Oh man. Yeah. So, and he doesn't he does it in magazine Dreams too when he's lifting beyond his like oh comprehension. Jeez. Like when he's like really getting in there, every lift he's like bah! Bah! Yeah. Bah! And like everyone in the gym is like Jesus Christ, what's wrong with that guy?
0: <laughs> so you know it's real. You know it's really Yeah. I read this uh Going back to that um, that interview because they, they interviewed both Jonathan Majors and MBJ. I think it was the New York Times, uh-huh. and um, MBJ was like, "Oh my god, everyone wants this guy. He's the talk of the town. How do I convince him to do this movie? How do I convince him to be Dame?" And he, they, they they you know got you know the the dinner like they went to go get lunch or something, and MBJ was like, "I want to glorify you. I want to like make you. You're like I want to showcase your." shit and talent and jonathan majors was like you don't hear that a lot like it's so competitive it's so like i gotta look out for me and my career and my number to actually be like no as a fan as an artist i want to like highlight you and celebrate you and i think that vibe really comes off in the movie where it really feels like even like tessa thompson and the actress playing amara like It's just kind of... Everyone is vibing off of each other and elevating each other. Felissa Rashad, who we haven't even brought up yet. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, her big scene was... And going back to what we were talking about, this movie is about Adonis really becoming his own man, and part of growing up is slowly having to shed the past and your mentors and your parents.
1: Right. And Yeah, I think the way that the movie dealt with that was so beautiful. Yeah. No, it was... It's an incredible scene, and I hope that this movie wasn't released so early. I mean, it's literally opening pre-Oscars, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, I I, I think the the odds of her being nominated for supporting actress next mm-hmm. year are are slim to none. But like, I think she deserves it just as much as Sylvester Stallone did in the first Creed, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And on,
0: what- well, on her character. You know, we've talked about how this movie successfully sheds the Rocky franchise or evolves beyond yeah. it. That yep. being said, there were two moments where I really felt the Rockiness, like, oh, this works because the Rocky movies are classics and I love them so much. And one is that scene, you know, the, the scene with Felissa Rashad and Donnie in, you know, in her, her deathbed. Right. And in her delirium, she sees Apollo and is like, you know, I'm getting emotional, but it's like, I was so mad at you. But yeah. he helped me forgive you, right? It's like oh, that only that it's a wallop because we've been following this character since the first Rocky movie, right? We we saw her meet him, right? Yeah, that's the opening scene, the, the first scene. Yeah, it works on both levels. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, it's like her. His, it's like yeah, his Donis
1: is like Donnie's last mentor, right? Well, what I love about that is like the timing of it. Within Creed's franchise, is mm. that is is the revelation that it was not Rocky who was his Mickey; it was her, right? Yeah, the one who took a shot,
0: the the, the yeah. took a chance, and right, believed in yeah. him when no one else did.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. it's really really beautiful. I I love that whole story, Um, and. I'd say if I have any criticism of it, it's that it doesn't feel as connected to the rest of the narrative as the rest of the narrative is connected. You know, it right. does feel a little like a little bit of an offshoot. Yeah. Um whereas everything that- else builds off of each other. That mm-hmm. one that that one piece has like it, it has a connection, which is like her r- withholding the letters, right? Mm-hmm. But like her him dealing with her death and 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 her like revelations to him when she's dying, none of that has anything to do with Dame, and like, and it shouldn't, right? But like, right, yeah. it, it does feel a little bit like they rushed that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we like, I, I, I like I I wish it had been part of a different movie. I think. For sure, um, but and but she, I is, but I love it. I love it on its own, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you're right yeah. cuz she is the, she is the last
0: remnant of the Rocky movies. Like whatever Creed 4 that I guess you still have like I mean Dolph Lundgren could show up or whatever, you know? I but, guess. <laughs> um speaking of like everything feeling connected to the main story, I'm consistently impressed with how well they are able to make Bianca her her interior life still feel vital to the series.
1: Her, the way that they thematically connect her and Dame Mm -hmm. in a way of like, because the way that they connect them is that like Dame is like, all I wanted to be was a boxer. I end up in prison. I'm in prison for 18 years watching my ex best friend. Become the heavyweight champion of the world. Become everything that I wish that I had had the opportunity to be. And I'm in this prison because I essentially gave him that opportunity to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Right? There's another world where Donnie ends up in prison, right with him, or instead of him. You know, right. who knows? Yeah. Um, and 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 so. Then you have Bianca who is now no longer performing live is producing other people's records, is writing other people's songs, right? And they have this really great conversation. It it's set up earlier at dinner. But then when they're at the album release party for like mm-hmm. one of the people that she produced. Yeah. They're like having that conversation, which is simultaneously an alibi for him, which I just love. Yeah, I love that yeah. it's. I love that it's a genuine conversation, but it's also him being like, "I need an alibi. I'm going to go talk yeah. to Bianca." God, he's such a good villain. <laughs> he's so good. Um, but it's a, but it, it's a conversation where he's like, "How does it feel watching someone else sing your songs?" And she's like, "Well, I mean, if it's going to be anybody, I mean, this is pretty good." And he's like, "Yeah, but it's not. It's not you." I almost you believe know? you. Yeah, and it's that that sort of hi- him like looking to her for uh uh like like he's trying to relate to her in a way yeah. of like like this is how I feel you must feel that way too because you're in a very similar situation yeah like, similar but to she's Amari. like no man
0: I'm a grown up <laughs> yeah she's you could she's so good Tessa Thompson because you can see. You can feel the pain behind her eyes. And she even says, like, it hurts. It hurts that I can't perform. Yeah, It it hurts knowing, being a certain age, and knowing that success, my life isn't going to look the way that I wanted to or planned to. But I'm going to handle that every day with grace and appreciate what I have and what I still have left. Right. And couple that with Damien being, like, having this banshee in his head of the past that is... Leaving him
1: incapable of moving on. Yeah, right. So, so interesting. Oh, god, it's so good. It's so good because it's like, yeah, like she she hasn't moved on, but she has built the tools mm-hmm. to uh, get her through it. You know, like where she's like, no, I know that this. I I know that this is the right thing to do. You know, like I know that if I kept going, I would just blow my hearing completely. Now I get to hold on to my hearing, what little I have left. And Mm -hmm. I get to produce these records and I get to create art and music and this thing that I love to do in a different way. And it's almost like in another world, Dame could have been, could have come out of prison and become one of the greatest trainers The boxing industry has ever seen. But that's not enough for him.
0: Because, yeah, because he has he still has this this demon, this 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 force of vengeance inside of him. That's like, no, something was taken from me. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be
1: here. Right. Right. And I refuse to let that go. It'll be really interesting to see if they get him back for the next one.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you're if if we're ready to talk about like the future yet, but there was. I read this interesting. There's an article in American Movie Maker magazine, uh, interviewing MBJ from the perspective of like this is your first movie, you're directing, and yeah. he talks a lot about what he is calling the Creed verse. Oh, he very much sees this as the start of the beginning of something. Oh, interesting. Which is very interesting too, <laughs> because I I read all that before watching the movie. And yeah, this movie has a chef's kiss
1: ending. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it it does. But in a way that like, like, OK, I was thinking so, about this because I, okay. I was looking back at the endings of all the other movies. Right. Uh-huh. So 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 uh, uh Creed 2 definitely has somewhat of a, defi- a somewhat of a definitive ending, but it's more of like balls in your court now, kid, you know, yeah. kind of. Ending right.
0: I'm turning into a force ghost over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Creed ends in a way that, like, if that's it, if this was the only one we got, great movie, great ending. We don't need any other ones, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember when Creed Two was announced, people were like, "Oh God, they're just doing it again. They're, they're, they're no, making. you had the perfect. They're going to make endless sequels. Yeah. Um, and you go back, you do Balboa, obviously, very definitive ending, right? Mm-hmm. Rocky five meant to be a definitive ending, um, not satisfying in any meaningful way, but like it, so that's what it was it. designed to be. Right. Yeah. You go back to four and this is where it starts getting messy because four doesn't have a definitive ending. It just stops. It is has heart, you know, hearts over. on fire. freeze right. Frame. Yeah. It's just over. Rocky three. It's just over. To a certain extent, Rocky Two feels definitive in terms of like, okay, last time I didn't win, but now I won this time, so now, now this is it. Now, Yo, now Adrian, we're done. I did, I did it. it. Done. Same thing with with the first Rocky. You know, if if it was just a one and done, that was the only Rocky you. movie. Yeah, great. You know, phenomenal. It doesn't matter that <laughs> I went the distance, but I lo- I love I love my I love my my girlfriend, you know? Perfect. That's that's great. Um so, it is interesting that this did feel so definitive, but I like that it's basically saying, "If we don't make any others, great we made an we made an ending, and it's great but like your your you know the the problem with Rocky Three and four is that they don't have endings, they just stop, and so I like that it's not that I like that. You know, it's more than that, but it's also like, yeah, he retires in this movie at the beginning of the movie. He comes out of retirement to fight Dame, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a world where there's not going to be another Creed movie until his daughter becomes of age, right? So yeah, so I think there's a few fa- a few places they could go. Yeah. So because I, I fuck, I'm in
0: love with that last shot because it's almost like Han looking at the Millennium Falcon. Totally. He's, He's looking out at the ring and you, you're like, is it like next time old friend? Or goodbye, you know, we had a great yeah. run, but I'm 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 literally walking out of you and right. walking into the future with my family. Um, real quick though, before we get into the sequel talk, while we're on the ending, going back to you know, Felissa Rashad, you know, the the past, the scene and this be feeling like a Rocky sequel too, in a good way. Mm-hmm. When it's that that final scene where it's Bianca and Donnie and Amara in the ring together and he's teaching her. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God, I wish Apollo could see this. Yes. Like the third generation, it's, it starts
1: again. Like look Not only that, from. not only that, but he is doing everything that he wish his father could have done for him. Yeah, absolutely. The thing that his father never got to do for him which was play around in the ring with him. Mm -hmm. That's something he never got to do with his father. And now he's getting to do it with his daughter. He's going to get, he's giving his, which is the best thing about legacy of like, of like parents having kids and whatever the mistakes that you make as a parent. All you hope is that your kid, when they become parents won't make the same mistakes. They will learn from your mistakes and do better. And and that's what you get here is like him being like, I don't have anything to share with you that my father gave me. All I can do is give you what he didn't give me. Yeah. God, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And I'm just, it's so weird. I can't think of, it's not often that I feel like proud of a movie character. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, he's come yeah, a like, long way. He's come a long way. Yeah. Like good for him. Like yeah, yeah, just that the image of having your whole family in the ring with you together after the crowds have all gone and this is what's left. This is this is the the nucleus of your life. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I would totally be down to see Amari in 20 years. Um for sure. I could I could see Creed 4 being because like the thing about Creed 4 is you either go the trainer route, like he's training the next generation, or you start to a uh, officially enter the latter Rocky era where you have him. His age starts being something that you have to write around. Right. Like he goes to the Olympics. You know, it, it is now unusual that he is still boxing from this point forward. If that's
1: where they right. go, right.
0: I would see a Dame movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, honestly, oh, you know who we haven't talked about yet is Felix. Um, I fucking love, and this was not something that I picked up on Mm -hmm. during the test screen. I was like, I was just like, oh, cool. Um, but like (laughs) this time I was watching it and knowing that it was coming and I was just like his entrance into his fight with Dame, this big theatrical entrance with like day of the dead guys and suits and masks. Smoke. And the smoke, and he's got this like crazy uh like mythical like a warrior creature. cloak, yeah, uh, just the whole thing, and it's and it's just like Mexican culture out the wazoo, and it's just yeah. fucking rules, right I'm like I'm watching that, and I'm like, he's fucking Apollo Creed coming out like George Washington, oh fuck yeah, hes that's a, he's what this me- is because they're re- because it's going back to the idea that dame is bizarro rocky he's dark rocky and felix dark rocky He's Mexican. So he's Green. looking at it, and instead of like Rocky just being like, "What's this guy's deal?" You know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, "Hey man, save a, a little job. for the rest of us, right, guys?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> rather than that, he's just looking at it like, "I'm gonna, I'm going to rip <laughs> his head off." Like, you. I'm <laughs> fucking <laughs> like a surgeon. I, I'm going, I'm to, going just, to yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna rip his head off and drink his blood. Like, yeah. that's what's <laughs> going on in his mind. <laughs> oh man, that whole fight was.
0: Because, yeah, they're just they're booing Damien. They have no yeah. idea who is this guy. And right. He's just like this like film monster almost that the village is afraid of. Yeah. And yeah. No, I, I, I like Felix.
1: Um, I like Felix a lot. I thought he was a really cool character. And then the fact that he's there at the end in the final fight, he's like watching the fight. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. they're getting a little crew together quietly like Victor Victor hit you know Kaza kind of predicted he entered his piccolo good guy right. era very comfortably
1: right. right right yeah that was something I didn't want to like oh. I didn't want to <laughs> I want to like lean too hard into it but I'm just yeah. like yeah he's totally a piccolo in this absolutely uh, <laughs> love it yeah Ugh. so
0: they could but I couldn't I, I I'm very going to be very interested to see because apparently this movie is going to
1: have a very big opening yeah. Did you know that it's the first sports movie in history to be filmed with IMAX cameras? I read that, and I had diff- I couldn't believe it. Yeah,
0: that feels so like
1: like what? Oh my god! Watching this in IMAX was exhilarating. It was. It was just for that final was. fight. Yeah. No, it's great. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah. So, so you could do. You could definitely do um, a Victor movie, right? You could definitely do. Uh, a dame film, um, yeah. I don't know. You could go in a di- bunch of different directions. I think it would also be cool if you started with like a brand new character as the new protagonist. But Adonis is like his trainer. Yeah,
0: like oh, this kid. This is the kid.
1: Yeah, like you do. You do another like, like. Okay, what would it look like without any legacy elements? connected to it right connected Mm -hmm. to his story what would it be like to build up another rocky balboa
0: yeah like when the ground almost like a. this isn't a perfect you know but like the way miles morales was brian michael bendis's way of like who who, what what would spider-man be like if he was invented
1: today a hundred percent yeah what would rocky balboa look like if he was invented today what is that i think would be really interesting um yeah. What was the guy's name in Rocky 7 that Stallone on in his notebook?
0: His name was like Chunky Chavez or like Chuko the Beef. He had like a Yeah, crazy... it was
1: something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: on a non I guess non Rocky tip, I'm going to I'm fascinated to see going forward with MBJ's directorial career if those anime influences run the course, you know? Like Yeah. Is,
1: Is that just if or like, yeah, like he can go anywhere. You know what, though? You know what? I've never thought about this before. I bet he directs that Superman movie. Fuck. That would be the one that he's producing. The one that he's producing. Coats one. Yeah. I bet you I bet you that's what he's developing it for. And we just never realized that that's what was happening. Because he yeah. was focused on this right now, but I bet you that's his next movie. I bet you he makes that Superman movie next. Because they're like, oh, that would be fun. Because
0: you know everyone's like, I don't. Do we need another Superman directed by Michael B. Jordan? Right.
1: Tell me you're not going to show up for that. You know. Right. Right. And then it's like, and then it's like the anime influences are going to be dialed to eleven at that point. Oh my god! Because the flying, then, the fights. Yeah. Because then, like, Superman is just <laughs> it's just fucking Goku.
0: Oh man, that's so exciting! Yeah, that I hope that's the case. That would
1: be great. Yeah,
0: because we um, know he can direct and star, and like right.
1: be in incredible
0: physical shape and do
1: fight. Yeah. Well, assume, assuming he stars, we still don't, he he has said that he doesn't know that he wants Dude. to star in his next thing. And that's exciting too, because the way that
0: he set up, you know, he hooked majors up and wanted to, right? Went in with the intention of like that's Jonathan Majors. It's not about me, it's about him. I want everyone to fall in love with that guy. Like hell that, yeah. That generosity of spirit for someone
1: that powerful in the industry, that's a that's a cool thing. Yeah, cuz that's the thing. I mean, he gives himself some juice, right? Sure. Like yeah. there there's some really good scenes in this for him, but like a lot of it is like like fun stuff for him to just like you know, like, easy layups, right? Because he's yeah. like, I'm directing this. I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm going to give myself, like, two or three, like, really powerful scenes. And, like, the rest of these are going to be, like, kind of easy layups. Like, I've been acting since I was a kid. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah. like, everything that he gives Jonathan Majors is just, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm chasing a best supporting actor nom for you. That's yeah. what we're doing here. You know, mm-hmm. it's that kind of shit.
0: So yeah, the idea of him actually like, no, I don't need to be Superman. I'm going to make you believe someone
1: else is Superman. Yeah. Like that could be cool too. Man, <laughs> I would, I would love, that's the thing that would make me so much more excited about that movie. Just because it's like, like I want to see like my Superman that I grew up with on screen. Yeah. And that's going to be that James Gunn movie. Right. But the idea that like there's gonna be another Superman, I don't want it to be the same. I want it to feel different. That was always my issue with Man of Steel was not that it was different, it was that it was the only thing, right? Yeah. I don't care about different iterations of a character as long as it's not the only thing. I don't want only an anime influenced Superman, but as like a different flavor at the same time as me getting like the other, su- hell yeah like absolutely get get fucking weird with it hell yeah Yeah. like oh man and it's
0: not even a it's not even a matt reeves batman situation where like my understanding is that character is not going to be clark right right so you don't have to do like the smallville corn fed you know all the the stuff you want out of a clark kent story
1: yeah it's going to be a completely different thing man
0: oh gosh is it greedy to want majors as superman
1: I think he's too old. He's
0: too I don't old. know. I, oh, you I know think he's funny. too old?
1: I, I, and honestly, honestly, I would rather see he, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan find like an up-and-coming absolutely actor more so than just like giving giving Jonathan Majors another incredible role he doesn't need because <laughs> yeah. he's gonna have a career full of them. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, it's nuts.
1: I'm. He moves a plane. That's right. He does. That was a that was a laugh. That was a pop in the audience.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, that was that because everybody's like, what, "He's fucking moving a plane." That's part of his.
0: The audience for part of this one, workout. our audience surprised me because I thought they were being kind of soft, kind of quiet. But then when the movie ended, cheers. Yeah,
1: and I was like, "Whoa! I, where, where where was this? I didn't know you guys were into it that much." Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the other reason why I think he is setting up that Superman movie to direct himself is because this movie is structured like a superhero movie. It feels like a dry run for a superhero Mm -hmm. movie. And I know that Michael B. Jordan doesn't want to direct a Marvel movie because, like, who's left, right? If he's not going to direct Blade, who the fuck is left over there, right, That, that Michael B. Jordan would have any interest in? Whereas DC is a clean slate and he could do anything. And Superman. Superman is like you can go super anime with like an alternate take on Superman. I think that would be really exciting for him. Um Yeah. But but yeah, like even the 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 credits are like a marvel right. credits,
0: you know? Definitely, definitely. I also yeah. I, I like these tweets uh over the weekend of someone noticed how you could trace uh, Similar to Captain America's outfit or like a superhero costume will thematically resonate whatever kind of movie they're in. You can look at Donnie's shorts. Yeah. And like they're faded or like they're gray or like, it's grayed out because he's in an ambiguous place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's he had, a he lot had of white shorts in this one.
0: Dude, I love the him being white and Dame being black. Like, yeah, that was just
1: classic. Yeah. Like, it was so, so good. Um. no uh, I, I thought it was I thought Dame having like a kilt was an interesting choice that was
0: crazy yeah he almost had like, tri- like it was like yeah like a kilt or like a skirt something
1: very tribal yeah or, like, is, like, is that even allowed I thought you had yeah. to wear shorts it was sort of like a, like what were those called that like girls wore in like middle school where they're like shorts but they have like a skirt thing in the front to look Gosh. like a skirt yeah, I don't know, but they're really they're really sh- shorts. Are they squirts or something like that? It's it, I don't know. But that just, was kind of the vibe. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it just added to him. Like it's like if Kylo Ren's lightsaber was a person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to I don't even want to touch that. I don't, like. He, it's going to like unstable. He's going
1: to like spark and explode. That's 100 percent where he is, what he is. Where you're like, whoa, I've never seen that before. Looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to work. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, if you just punch them in the same spot in the arm over and over again, you just win. Yeah. Oh man. God, that's brutal. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Like Yeah, all the body blows were crazy. Yeah. It was just yeah, and a whole
1: new visual vocabulary than the
0: other Rocky movies.
1: Yeah, I think it was about about like twenty, twenty five minutes shorter. In the test screening, interesting, yeah, I think they added stuff, which is which is fascinating, <laughs> well, I like like the opening you mentioned, yeah, like the opening, and like there were definitely little bits and bobs throughout that felt different. There was one major cut that I talked about, which was like they they took a scene that in the test screening was a full scene that just played out beginning to end, mm. and instead, in the final cut, they cut that scene in half. And placed it in two different sections of the movie to make it feel like they were two scenes, yeah. um, when in reality, like they were shot as one scene. And I think, I think it definitely improved it, but it threw off my whole like const- my whole equilibrium right. yeah. of the pacing and, and everything, because yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know now." <laughs> yeah, I think with
0: having not seen the, the cut that you saw, of course, yeah I think what that does, what that cut does is it makes little Duke seem more patient. Yes. Absolutely. Like, it's like, dude, I've been like, you know, I tried making this work. Yeah. Like, I gave him another shot, but this dude is unstable. I don't want him in my gym.
1: It also, um, it also changes up his, uh, Dame's, like, manipulation of the situation. Because in the other version, it's like, oh, right from go right yeah it's like oh no he's like he's not fucking around like whatever whereas like in this cut it almost seems like well okay he gave me a shot let's see where yeah. this goes he's trying to be patient he's trying to do what donnie said but,
0: but he's also uh... like
1: i i i know how long it takes to set up a fight and yeah i'm not waiting 3 years to get there you know dude
0: the part where after you know when when dame first came to visit the the creed house but it was just dame and donnie for the first time and he's like dude like my clock's
1: ticking yeah like i was like, I feel that's the that. thing too is that scene happens after he right. wrecks felix in the sparring match mm-hmm. and it always it felt really it felt off it made that scene feel off because it was just like he already acted like a psycho and now you're inviting yeah. him into your house
0: right yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah Whereas um, yeah,
0: now it's like the, whoa, dude, like, you know, you seem cool, but that's not okay. You can't, that's not. Right, right. No, we do Where your... It
1: really feels like he's just getting impatient. Yeah. And, um, and when he says it. in that scene, um, at the end of that scene, he's like, I told you what I was about. I told you I'm ready and I don't want to wait or whatever. He was in, in my cut. He's referring to the scene in the diner. Oh, interesting! But now it's like I told you but in now the it's, ring. You saw yeah. what I what I yeah yeah. And it's also it's also I I told you at dinner. I told you I told you at the diner. I told you at dinner, and now I'm telling you now I'm ready to go. You know it's it's a much better, smoother cut. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it yeah from a better. story story standpoint, but yeah, it's interesting. It's just interesting to see how that works out. You know where it's just like. You, know, you yeah. just cheat it and you just make it you make it two scenes instead of one and it works better.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, things that you think are locked in from a storytelling standpoint. You're like, oh, right. wait, I mean, that yeah. that happens sometimes with us making Geek by Night is we were like, mm-hmm. there's no way we could. Oh, wait, these two don't have to take place in the same day
1: or right. in this right, order. Right, right. What if the, what if this happened here? Oh, man, actually, you know, I just realized something. Uh, so one of the things, like I know we talked about how good Amara is in this, but one of the one of the things that we haven't really talked too much about is like her deafness being a uh, part of the story, right? And I think the reason that we didn't really talk about it is because there's there's kind of just like the one scene, her school,
0: her um, the subplot with yeah. like, the bully
1: and whatnot, right? Right, where she where she punches the bully, um that so you have that scene i'm just realizing that in the test screening there's another scene a really great scene that is not in the final movie and i'm kind of a little upset that they cut it now that i am hmm. thinking
0: about was it was it uh was it before or after the bully subplot it was after it was after the bully was so after the PTA um, conference or whatever
1: yeah and it was it was after so, so like, uh, Adonis and, um, Bianca Tessa Thompson, <laughs> um, Ad- Adonis and Tessa Thompson, they're like arguing about like, she's like, when did you live in a home, you know? And, and he's like, I don't want to talk about that because like, I'm, I don't want to look back. I want to look forward and like, whatever. And she's like, I just want to know where you came from. And they're like arguing about it. Cause he doesn't want to share this part of himself with her because he's, ashamed of it. Right. Um and then you see that like Amara saw the fight and then she's like you can't act like this in front of her anymore. Um and he had obviously been like drinking, you know. So he was right. a little yeah. a little looser, a little a little more volatile than mm-hmm. he normally would have been. It was um, sort of his like I'm scared. Yeah, right. <laughs> <You wanna break laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so so sometime after that, I think it's right before the fight, the final fight, like mm-hmm. after he trains and sort of like gets his mojo back and everything. Right. You cut to and he is he is going back to the 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 boy, this boy's school, the 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 home. Right. Where yeah. from the first movie where um, where he so Rashad, was like, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, the, the scene that they're referencing where she's like, they she just likes to fight. You know yeah yeah um yeah the the line that's like a one for one from the the line in Creed, um, and he's taking Tessa Thompson and Amara there because okay. he's like this is they're like, what is this place, Amara's like, what is this place'cause the whole the whole scene Tessa's there, right, but she's not like saying much, you know, like in the scene, she's, she's just she's hanging like, back, oh. Yeah, she's hanging back, and she's like letting him share this with his daughter, right? And she's like, and Amara's like, "What is this place?" And she was like, "This is where your dad grew up. Like, you know, this is this is where I come from. You know, I was like, I was like one of these boys, right?" And they're in this, you know, like how it's so fucked up that it's like a home, but it's like you know it's like set up like a prison mm-hmm. where it's like all of these rooms all around different levels. And then there's like, you know, like activity tables on the bottom level and they're like surrounding it. You know what I'm talking yes, about? I'm starting to remember what you're talking about from the trailers. Yeah. So, so they're sitting in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and as there, as he's like talking, signing with his daughter, you know, telling her about his life here. Um, all of these boys are seeing them and being like oh my god it's creed it's creed holy shit it's creed like look he 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 came from here he was here once like you know like whatever and they're like talking amongst themselves and they're all sort of gathering around right and then you're you're cutting to amara and it's amara's pov so you hear what she hears which is like really like not much right like the vibrations um, and like echo, right yeah. Yeah yeah exactly a very bass heavy sort of like vibe like mm-hmm. you know kind of like an underwater like kind of thing. Yeah that, that's what the and, audience is
0: hearing to like oh we're in her POV right now.
1: Right exactly exactly. Um and and so he's signing with her and we're getting the subtitles and you suddenly start hearing this this uh this pattern of like this room 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 noise. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What?" she like looks up and she sees all of the boys and they're chanting. And she says, Daddy, what are they saying? And he says, your name. And then you cut outside and they're all shouting, Creed, 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 Creed. And then that's the scene that leads us into the fight.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe they cut
0: that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um I'm I'm yeah. trying to remember how the cut is now cuz it's been a couple days like well, you know like cuz it's montage and then something and then you know greatest fight scene right ever but I'm trying um, to remember I can't remember what the cut what the yeah
1: man, uh man
0: that's crazy cuz that also that really that brings Amara back in the legacy right. of that right. like yeah that's um, kind of, it almost you know, the beginning of it because it reminds me a lot of that episode of Mad Men, where where Don takes um Sally to his halfway home, or his like home. Oh, and she's like, "The fuck with it! It's like, it's like dilapidated. It's closed."
1: Yeah, and it's he's like God, it's in a, the '60s, closed, <laughs> right? Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> and he, yeah, yeah,
0: and he's like, "This is where I grew <sighs> up." And she it's but the episode ends with her looking up at him like a giant, you know, and it's just like, oh, I have no idea who this guy is. Like, he's had a life I have no idea about. And this is much more like
1: like it's rocky. So it's uplifting and empowering. And right. Right. And it's and it's and the thing that I love about it, too, is that it's really hammering home like, oh, she's got the fight bug like she's got the bug she's got of the like, eye. people chanting her name and like yeah she's got the eye of the tiger yeah oh absolutely yeah um and uh and it's just man it's it's yeah. such a great scene and i am i am devastated that they cut it out <laughs> from yeah. the movie
0: it almost kind of remind it also reminds me a little bit of dark knight rises when mm-hmm. joseph gordon levitt is like oh yeah bruce wayne you know king of the orphans you know he had a, you know a model <laughs> on each arm
1: yeah, <laughs> King of the Orphans.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, that's not what he said. I, I almost, because like the only thing I could think of is like, oh, it's a little too much. But I think it rides that line. Because like, you even see it in the trailer, and it doesn't seem too over the top. Now I got to go watch the trailer again. Um, you could see it looked like they were in, like, like you said, it looked like a correctional. But it looked a lot like the scene, the setting of the first scene. Yeah. And, and they're like at a table. And yeah, and like the kids. I remember at the time thinking, oh yeah, this is like a juvenile center. Yeah, like maybe he's like. I remember thinking like, oh maybe like he's visiting and about Damien, like it's Damien stuff.
1: Oh sure, yeah, but yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) wild that they cut it. I mean, I think you're probably. I think it's probably a couple of things. Like I think it's probably like. They've been watching the movie for two hours. They just watched the training montage. Let's just get to the fight. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I'm sure that's part of it. I bet it's has something to do with hammering the, the, the deafness a little too hard, maybe. Um, focusing too much on it or something. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, not wanting it to feel like a handicap of any sort, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also, and like, really just, like, something that is just normal for them. You know what I mean? And,
0: like, are we supposed to be focusing on Amara in this moment or Adonis? Right, like, right. Is right. It pulling the focus away from Adonis?
1: Right. I'm sure these are all conversations <laughs> that, they, <laughs> yeah, that they had um, and resulted in them cutting it. But for me, it was, like, my favorite scene in the movie in the test screening I saw. Yeah. It. I mean, it sounds really powerful. That would have been, like, a huge... Yeah. Like,
0: you know, up there with
1: that iconic
0: scene from the first one where he inspires, you know, the writers of Philadelphia to, like, run with him as they go to, like, cheer Rocky on as he's going through chemo, you know? Oh,
1: yeah, totally. It's also, like... uh, I don't know. It's hard to really explain, like, what's so good about it, but it really is, like, Amara's face.
0: Oh, my gosh. When he
1: says... When he says your name and then the look on her face as she looks around all these people chanting her name. Yeah. It's like that's the that's like the juice. Like that's that's the that's juice. the best part. That's like yeah. the Lion
0: King. That's like myth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. That's larger
0: than yeah. life in the way that only Rocky movies really can do.
1: Yeah. Because it's also like a really great transition because it transitions from, if I remember correctly, great, it transitions great, from them great. chanting to the people in the state in the stadium chanting, God, yeah, in Dodger sounds, Stadium.
0: Man, that's a heartbreaker.
1: Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was really good. Um, uh, I'm, hopefully it's I'm on really the, bummed out that they cut it.
0: Hopefully it's on the Blu-ray.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it will be.
0: Have you – so on Twitter, this really cool thing has been happening since the movie came out where – at least on my algorithm, everyone has just been showing the Rocky movies and the Creed series a lot of love, and mm-hmm. posting clips of Creed that are like this melts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, man, we were doing this like four you know months ago. It's crazy. Yeah, um, but so someone shared a scene from Creed two that was like, I can't believe they cut this. This is this would have made the movie. This is great, and I didn't watch it or I kind of skimmed through it. But it was mm-hmm. it was Team Creed bumping into Team Drago after the fight and kind of having a moment of like.
1: Mm. Oh. Interesting. Respect. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Interesting. I want to go back and watch it.
1: Yeah, I need to I need to see that scene. Yeah, I haven't seen it before. Um I yeah. think, you know, I was paying Creed 2
0: a lot of love earlier, but I think you know, thinking about just how well and how deep and how how this is Adonis's, and by extension the Creed's story, mm-hmm. whereas Creed two, that had a heavier hand of Stallone, was a lot more of like Rocky eight, right? And it's all Adonis having going through the same issues that like Finn and Ray in the Star Wars movies had to go through. Right, which is like you know, and I I really appreciate this about this movie that this is this is Donnie's story, this is the Creed story.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's good, and and it's it's definitely uh, the scene also just makes me think about Rocky Junior. And right. yeah, Robert, and how tumultuous his relationship is with his dad, and how much. Something similar to this, like a a scene similar to this between the two of them, yeah. could have really like firmed oh up their bond as 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 characters as father and son well you know? think
0: you think about you know those moments in Rocky Five where you saw Rocky failing as a father in the short you know making right. making mistakes as a father when right he doesn't quite know because Robert was always kind of a different kid and yeah. had different entry, he never really knew how to like take him in. The way Donnie just like with effortlessly, just is able to like no come here. This is part. This
1: is your legacy too. Like this is how you punch. Yeah. And well, you know, we never get to meet. You know, Rocky's dad. We have no idea what his parents were like. Yeah, I mean, or I think you know where he comes from really at all. Yeah, I think there's like a
0: photograph in the first movie in his yeah apartment. He's like, yeah, they're both. I think they've both passed.
1: Like yeah. By the time the- but we're, what we don't know, and I do know that that generation is not the best fathers, largely speaking, not to generalize, but that generation a lot of bad dads in that generation a lot of lot of a lot of dads who didn't know what they were doing because the previous generation those dads were like, "What I work twelve hours like that's it." That's all you get from me is I, I work 12 hours a day to keep food on the table, you know? And mm-hmm. so when it came to their generation, they're like, I don't know how to be a dad because, like, I barely had one, you know? Yeah. Um. And and so, but then, but you have Adonis, and and I think that's what's so beautiful about this movie is that, you know, again, just to reiterate something we've mentioned before, just, like, he gets to be the dad that he never had, and that's really special, yeah. you know? And, yeah, yeah. Going, going back to, like, Marianne's anger towards Apollo
0: mm-hmm. of, of even the, in death of like, I can't believe you robbed us of what Donnie is now, you know, thank God giving Amara, you know, but right. like you could have been this for him, but right. You, you had to get back in the ring, even though I told you this could happen again and again and again, and your luck finally ran yeah.
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although, to be fair to Rocky, his son did age like five years uh, while he was in Russia. So, For you know. sure. Whoa, way <laughs> You look different. You look different. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, man, I got to get
0: a new kid. The, kid, the old kid died. <laughs> oh, no, he was in Russia, too. That wouldn't have happened. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> man, but yeah, just a, a, a really entertaining movie that... Made me really f- excited on multiple fronts. Excited for MBJ. Excited for the future of the franchise. Yep. D- Scott, do you have a preference? Like, if you could pick, you know, what's like your? Oh, I really hope that's where they go going going forward with
1: Creed. I I feel like if I had to pick, look, I would watch any of those movies, right? Sure. And I, and I'm, I'm including the 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 Rocky TV show or the the uh the Creed, Godfather 2 Yeah, the Godfather 2 Creed movie. Um I would I would watch that too. Uh with the young Apollo Creed, you know, making his own. I mean, that would be cool to like do what I was talking cuz my my favorite version of the ones that we talked about is brand new original character, the new Rocky essentially and Apollo's going to train him. Or, mm. or Apollo, Adonis is going to train him. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that that is to me. I think that's the most interesting version. Um, I would love if it's like a, a an Irish kid, just because then it becomes full circle back to Mick. Um, oh, cool! It's like it's like the Avatars. Yeah, I just I kind of like that. I don't know. Black, there's something Italian, about that that I really Irish yeah. black yeah. Italian. Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just there's something about that that I think that would be that would be yeah cool. yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, the the that version that we that 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 version of the movie plus the Godfather part two of it all of like young Apollo Apollo Creed while Adonis is training like the next Rocky. There's some, I think there could be some juice there. I think there's something there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, it's can't wait because like I, I think this is going to be a big hit. So I yeah, it seems like it it's I think we're I think it'll be an even bigger hit. I mean that was the thing that was surprising when we were doing this. That Creed 2 made more money than Creed. Blew my mind. Yeah.
0: And now uh, this could very well make more money than Creed 2 and I think yeah. again with all the respect in the world to Sly and what he accomplished it speaks to with compared to so many other legacy sequels that are charred wreckage on the highway of Hollywood. Yeah. The the fact that audiences have grown more like like hungry for more Adonis stories and Creed stories, and like, yeah, no, we're we're cool if Rocky's
1: not even in it. Like, we're good. Like, yeah, that's
0: pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, man. So, what are we gonna be talking about? Uh, with 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 you know the next time we visit this franchise, you know, yep. what movie are we gonna be talking about? Who knows? You know what I thought, Scott? I had the image of you and I
0: in our seventies sitting down to record like Amara Two.
1: yeah (laughs) in our 70s jesus christ (laughs) well they did it
0: (laughs) special thanks to polygon wizard for supporting us (laughs) back at it (laughs) here we go whatever kind of weird hollow pod we recorded at that point yeah right yeah
1: any closing thoughts on creed 3 though you know uh I think the Rocky franchise lost a little bit of its, of its magic the third time around. And I feel like the Creed franchise gained magic the third time around. And wow. that is really impressive. Um, you know, it Good left point. the Rocky legacy behind it and is now firmly its own thing and is all the better for it. You know how like
0: Rocky four was like the biggest Rocky movie.
1: Uh huh.
0: Like Creed
1: Four is at that real estate, but but like I don't, in a different way. Like, yeah, but like who who could he fight? Like he would have to like like I like who who is like what, what who could you fight that would be at the level of fighting the like the Cold War in in the 80s you know well, that's a, that's a thing it's gonna be so going back to adonis
0: learning from the mistakes of rocky and apollo this franchise seems to be learning from the mistakes of the rocky series right where it's like i thought the way little moments like oh i noticed that they had a chef bianca and donnie just had like a personal chef working in the kitchen mm-hmm. and i was like oh cool like yeah they're rich You know, like the movie doesn't shy away from like, no, these are very affluent characters that are leading very comfortable lives to a certain extent, but also are dealing with a lot of shit. So a Creed 4 movie doesn't necessarily have to go, you know, Rocky beats the Cold War. It could it could find a way to go. I think it's like, you know, to find like a way like what's something emotional we could do with these characters. But I'm also I like how unafraid they are of, of feeling like a superhero movie.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I really, I don't know. I don't know where you could go. I mean, I'm meaning. I'm just meaning. I guess what I'm saying, like Rocky versus the Cold War. I'm, I'm more specifically talking about like the fact that that's why that movie was so big was because of what it was about oh, and when it I was see. coming out. You know, what would it take to make Creed Four that big of a hit? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, got yeah, got it, got it, got it. That's, um, that's a good point. That much of a like a cultural juggernaut. Um, I just don't know. But uh I, I'm 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 excited to find out where it goes. I really am. You know, and you're right. And I'm also really excited about Scream Six. Yes. For a lot of the same reasons where I'm like, I don't know. This one could go anywhere. Yeah. And my I mean, yeah, because I mean that the way they're billing it is basically like, hey, we made Scream Five. That was a legacy sequel. It's all about legacy se- sequels, metatextually, etc. This one, we're just making our scream movie. What does yeah. that look like? What does Radio Silence's scream movie look like? I am so pumped to find out. Yeah, um, yeah I can't
0: wait to talk about it. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see it because it's uh, we're it's cool that franchises can feel this exciting and full of potential. Decades, literal decades into their lives.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So next week, Scream Six. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: I don't know. New York New Rules. Yes, indeed. (laughs) That's one of those it's one of those I those oh man, it's one of those (laughs) taglines that I'm like I'm both impressed and like 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 wow that's that's good like wow i'm I'm really yeah. i I love that, but also, I don't think that works, I don't, yeah. I don't it doesn't you know it's not the same kind of thing um it's I don't not is that what it, New York means, yeah, it's not what new york means i mean it did like made it like it is
0: a New York,
1: yeah, but no one refers to it in that way anymore. Ah, um, the
0: New York. Oh, yeah. I go to New York over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. I'm anyway. excited. To, I'm excited to see a ghost face that isn't clumsy. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> we'll
1: see. How many times fantastic. will he
0: fall down? Apparently none. Apparently he's like super Navy SEAL ghost face in this one.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, We'll, we'll see what different. that looks like. Um, I don't. I have not. I've been avoiding everything. Uh, wow. Than, you haven't seen any trailers? No, I've seen the two trailers. That's it. Oh, okay. That's it. Okay. Um, and I've only seen the second trailer one time. I watched it once when it came out, never since. And and last night when we saw Creed, they played the trailer, but it was the teaser that I have seen, but like the one oh. on the subway that doesn't really show you anything. Um yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm going into this like half blind. Uh That's great. I'm very much looking forward to it. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's it's where you know you the listener already know that Jenna Ortega is the killer, but we we don't
1: yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that yet. <laughs> so <shut> anyway. <laughs> uh thanks for listening everyone. Uh make sure that you uh go and uh check out the Patreon slash support Uh go to the Discord. There's a um there's a link in the uh, show notes, just go sign up for Discord, then hit the link and you'll add the channel to your Discord, um or like the server, the our our Discord server anyway. It's it's a fun time. Everybody's cool over there. We hear this constantly. It's the only social media that like half the people on the Discord have because everyone's like I don't need anything else. This is this is what I want. Um and it's it's the best. Yeah, so that's true. uh yeah it's super chill and great and uh you don't need twitter or facebook if you have our discord so go check that out and uh yeah we'll be back next week with uh scream six bye everybody ding ding